0: I'm going to make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob. Golfie with REMAX Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, good
2: morning, Packed House. Uh, this morning we have Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Philip Golfie and Jennifer Dreho, both sales reps with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. And our special guest today, Sam Meliacho with Mortgage Architect. He's going to talk about uh, mortgage hikes, uh, maybe what the government is planning to do with the stress test for uninsured mortgages. We have a bevy of statistics to Get to uh, the August Homestales. Stats have been released uh, both in Toronto and in Hamilton, so we'll compare the two. We'll uh, take a look at what's happening down the QEW. If you have a question for a future program, you can email questions at RobGolfy.com. Again, we'll get to it on a future show. That email address, questions at RobGolfy.com. You can find Rob and the Golfie team online at RobGolfy.com. Call them today at 905 575 7700. On Twitter and Instagram, at and check out the uh, ultra sleek and cool rob golfy facebook page uh okay we'll start with uh, august it uh, was uh, weather-wise not a fantastic month but uh, for home sales uh, uh, some good and bad there
0: there for for august um it, you know what we had the combination of the turn of the market and i think it's finally the dust this uh has settled and um and and with the summer market and the dust settling i think we're back on track um, I've got a lot of stats here that we can go over it, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, home sales are down uh, 18.2%, but the market is up. So the average sale price of a home is up, and so uh, that's a good sign for the sellers. And the buyers, another good sign is the, the inventory is climbing, mm-hmm. and uh, so there is a lot of product out there. They can negotiate and uh, you know, get some you know fairly good deals out there. So, um, so I mean, every, everything's good. Like I'm, and I'm even looking back at uh, 2012, 2013, and 2014. That was a balanced market, uh, Rick, because house prices were going up moderately every year, but right. not drastically. Uh, in, uh, drastic increases, but um, you know, like it just. Uh, but I, again, you know what I mean. Like um, we have to be careful. On, uh, on on what's happening with the market when, when it comes to you know buying and selling like, you know a lot of people got caught up mm-hmm. and and uh, you know we dealt with a lot of clients I mean uh, they bought firm and then they put their house up for sale 6 weeks after they bought cuz they were getting their house ready and now they and they were expecting to get 1.2 million now they can't even get 900,000 for wow. it so that's a $300,000 difference in what their numbers uh, that they were thinking of getting those I'm talking about Ancaster people for that price range so, so we're we're still having the, uh, some uh, you know issues with that. So there's there's a lot of expired listings right now that mm-hmm. are happening because people were have high expectations on their sale price.
2: We had uh, George O'Neill, the uh, CEO of the Realtors Association of Hamilton, Burlington, on uh, CHML News just the other day, commenting on uh, basically calling this market more balanced yet still strong. Is that is that what you're seeing? Is absolutely, you're
0: absolutely. Things are turning around. You know, uh, the summer summer's over. And uh, it is more balanced and, and, and that's the way it should be. Um, you don't you can't you can't have a crazy market and, and we don't like to work in a down market and we struggled, I'll tell you. Like, I mean, the sales that happened, uh, you know, from May, uh, May, June, and July, they were, t- they were, they're, I'm not saying they were tough, but they were, you know, tougher, tougher than before. Tougher than before. Yes. I mean, we're so used to having a, putting a house on the market and selling it within a, a week to two weeks. Now it's like 28 days, uh, you know, six weeks before we get a, a sale. So now, now the experience comes into effect, the marketing comes into effect. We got to get that house exposed. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what, that, now that's. That's what's that's that's what's going to take to get a home sold now. Uh,
2: George was also saying that uh, the one of the key indicators is the ratio between listings and sales, and I think he mentioned it was about sixty three percent, which is still in the quote unquote seller's market range.
0: Uh, yes, the, um, it, it, the if you price your house accurately and and if you got a good product like the houses out there that have pristine. Uh, they're in fantastic condition, they're updated, mm-hmm. uh, they're well taken care of, they've got finished basements, landscaping done, uh, everything is updated, They those houses will still go in competition right. because... You you move in and you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. and no and uh, but yeah th- there is still competition out there it's just a matter of you know the house style and the and, and the condition of the house yeah. and the the updates on it
2: are we seeing now that there's been not necessarily a correction but a more balanced uh, approach to uh, selling homes are we seeing less and less flippers
0: uh, you got to be really good yeah. um, and you got to be um, pretty accurate like Jenny she deals with a lot of investors. And uh, so we're pretty selective, and, and we, we ha- you have to do two home evaluations when you're dealing with flippers. For, first of all, you got to do an evaluation. What could this house sell for? And we go based on the last 60 days of homes that sold because we know that's more of an accurate market versus uh, 90 to uh, 120 days. And so let's say there's a house for sale for 300 but we know there's other homes in the area that are selling for, you know, three seventy five, three fifty, or even four hundred. So we will say that to our investor and say, look, depending how you do this, the highest you might get is four hundred. You probably can try more, mm-hmm. but we're giving you what the you know, the scenario that we're that that the market shows. So if he buys it for three hundred, that means he's got a hundred thousand dollar uh, window there that he can work with so but if it costs him 75,000 yeah. to to you know put the, it up re- is it, really worth fix it? it is it really worth it so yeah. you have to be careful
1: and in the early months like may or May, June, July, when people were buying still thinking they were maybe getting a deal, you know, and then the summer hit and the prices were so low. So they got caught. I've dealt with a lot of these clients here that uh, they're struggling to sell yeah. at the price they thought they could sell. So they're just maybe breaking even at wow. this point.
2: All right, let's get to some of the stats. Uh, we'll start with, uh, and, and again, these are statistics for uh, August. And uh, we have stats, actually. I mean, we could talk stats the whole show because we have, you know, five years worth of statistics we can get to. Uh, but let's start with the Hamilton Mountain, always uh, and historically very popular, Popular place here in the city.
0: Hamilton Mountain average sale price. Now, now my numbers are excluding rental properties. Rental properties they they sometimes bring the average price uh, down. Right. Uh, so I was comparing my numbers with uh, what the board was giving, and the, there, there's a difference of probably about just uh, I'd I'd say just under one percent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, so not so, so it's not that far off. So the average sale price in on the Hamilton Mountain for August was four hundred and sixty thousand. Now the highest we had this month for the Hamilton Mountain was five hundred and fourteen in April. Mm-hmm. So you could see you could see there's there's a there's a big price drop from there. So all those people that sold and and I think those prices in April. Now I have to verify with the real estate board, um, uh, but um, but those prices in April I'm am w- not sure if they're closed or they were actually the sale at that month. Okay. But um, but anyway, April was five hundred fourteen thousand. So it has dropped and uh but i but I but, the one thing I found, Rick, that the highest months the of of every year was May.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: now, that tells me that people bought in March closed in May, right, so and and i'm I'm looking at different areas of the city. Uh, and I always tell this to my clients. I go, if you're going to sell your house, put it up for the first of March, because the closing dates, obviously, uh, first of March. They're going to be they're going to happen in April and May. Hmm. So, I found five years straight, the month of May were the highest sale prices for the year, hmm. and and that's in uh, most most areas. So anyway, so again, Hamilton Mountain, uh, uh, $460,000 is the average sale price for August. And we have an average uh, 29 days on the market. And we actually, and f- from March, there were only 12 days on the market. Yeah. So you could tell the days on market are, are getting uh, longer and
2: longer. Wow. Uh, let's move to uh, Hamilton Central. So this is between Kenilworth and James.
0: Yes. Hamilton Central average sale price is uh, $348,000. And we were as high as 440000 Wow.
2: Can you imagine that's a that? hundred and two thousand dollar difference?
0: There, see that that is a major difference. So so those guys that bought, uh, they're going to be living in their homes for a while in uh, in, wow. in Hamilton Central that bought uh, in March. But that is a, <laughs> a huge, huge jump for sure. So those are all those uh, GTA buyers that moved yeah. into uh, downtown Hamilton.
2: Aver- average day on the market uh, the same as the mountain twenty nine days. Twenty nine days yeah. on the market, uh, Hamilton West. Uh, so this is James uh, to, to Main Street Main West, Street like west.
0: McMaster area, right, yep. uh, uh, right by uh, the West End there. So August uh, is five hundred uh, and fifty five thousand. and actually it's it's pretty strong, and 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 that area has always been. Strong, uh, just because of the McMaster uh, student rentals, mm-hmm. you get a lot of investors coming out of town buying, and they just they just want a place for their kids to move in, and uh, so they so they're they're paying. So that area, I mean, like if you look at that, uh, in 2012, five years ago, the average price in August was 271 thousand. Yeah. Now it's uh, five hundred and fifty-five thousand. That's five years. That's that's almost a double. That's
2: an amazing investment.
0: That, yeah, it, it's a great <laughs> investment. But but it, that's not a normal normal mar- markets. Right. You know what I mean? That's not normal. That it's it's too much.
2: And, and you mentioned the five fifty-five last month being strong. That is the second highest in history in Hamilton West because the previous high was in May of five hundred sixty-eight. In uh, yes, this that's past right. May. Yeah.
0: So again, those are the people that bought in March. And probably closed in May, Mm -hmm. and but five hundred and sixty eight thousand. It's amazing.
2: Forty days in the market too for the average listing. Obviously, we're talking a little bit more niche uh, buyer in the in the area. That's right. That's right. Uh, Okay, East Hamilton. This is Kenilworth to Centennial.
0: Yeah, Kenilworth to Centennial three hundred and sixty three thousand average sale price, and and the highest was four hundred and sixteen thousand. Uh, in may again that's when uh, the closings were so mm-hmm. so there's uh you know quite a bit of not not significant like the uh the Hamilton West but uh but uh, Hamilton East and that covers also Beach Boulevard uh that's a huge area there so you got you got very um like low uh priced homes um just like you know like the like Parkdale like yeah. those one and a half stories yep. and then you got uh uh, uh What do you call it? Um, Beach Boulevard, Boulevard. and then I'm going after Green Hill, uh, that area. So, so 363,000. So there, that's a wide range. That's Mm -hmm. a wide uh, range of homes that uh, that's bringing that average to that.
2: And again, almost a month on the market. So the average uh, listing uh, lasting 29 days in comparison. Uh, the quickest sales happening in April, fourteen days, so about an extra two weeks, That's which it. really doesn't seem to be out of the norm uh, for, yeah. for this month.
0: Yeah, and but but the, the the sellers are out there. They they hate seeing their house on the market that long because <laughs> they've been so yeah. used to having them quick sales, and you know their neighbor's house sold in yeah. two days. And why is now you know it's just it, it it's tough. There, there there's a transition there. Now lower Stony Creek. Now Stony Creek was one of the hottest markets. Mm-hmm. Lower Stony Creek was one of the hottest markets in uh, in Hamilton uh, during the prime time. And look at that six hundred and nine thousand was the peak. For Stony Creek, Stony Creek came out of the gate right away in like January, February. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then you could tell the closings, but six hundred nine thousand. Then now it's down to five hundred thirty-three thousand.
2: Yep, with an average listing of of uh, thirty-two days. Thirty-two days
0: on the market. So it had to had to adjust itself.
2: Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we still have Upper Stony Creek, we have Grimsby, we have Ancaster, a whole lot more. We have uh, a bevy of guests in studio. We'll reintroduce them when we come back. We'll talk about uh, more August home sales and what's happening down the highway in Toronto as well. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio this morning with Rob Golfi, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Also in studio, Philip Golfe and Jennifer Dreho, both sales reps with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. And our special guest today, Sam Miliacho, with Mortgage Architect. You can find him online at sammiliaccio.com. We'll have Sam spell it uh, a little later on in the program. <laughs> That's a good contest, that, how to spell Miliacho? That, that'd be amazing, yeah, Nine oh five five. Seven four 9200 is his phone number. You can call the Golfie team at 905-575-7700. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's robgolfie.com. We're talking about uh, the, the mortgage stress test, a mortgage hike perhaps on the way. Certainly if you have a variable mortgage, that has gone up. What's happening down the highway in Toronto? And we're talking about August home sale stats from the Realtors Association of Hamilton-Burlington. Got through uh, the mountain and the lower city, the west end, the east end. A little bit of Stony Creek. Upper Stony Creek continues to be a hotbed of activity.
0: Upper Stony Creek, there is a lot of development uh, happening there, and, and that's including Hannon. Um, so we've got the average sale price in August was 551000 And then the highest price uh, this year so far was in April, six hundred. In sixteen thousand seven hundred seventy-four dollars, and $16,774. And, uh, and it's averaged thirty-four days on the market. Mm-hmm. So th- there is there is a lot of development happening up there. Usually, you get your um, local Stony Creek uh, or Hamilton Mountain guy that's buying in the uh, the Stony Creek older Stony Creek right. mountain. Uh, now you got you know that all that development all that that's happening stuff. there. You're getting more of the out of town people coming in buying that mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, but. Uh, but, yeah, 551000 that's a strong number.
2: Another indication of how the market has changed, you mentioned the average uh, listing uh, of 34 days in August. It was just nine in April. I mean, that things were flying oh, off the yeah, shelves.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It just you couldn't keep it on the shelf. That's a, <laughs> uh, absolutely. From
2: uh, Upper Stony Creek to uh, Grimsby. Grimsby. Now, the small little towns, they're a hard
0: gauge because the numbers just jump from one end to another. But, yeah. but the most expensive month uh, for uh, Grimsby... And it, it and it shows July for eight hundred three thousand, right? So um, if we actually really dissected that right down, I I know I can figure out why that jumped in uh, in 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 uh, July. So, but the average sale price is five hundred sixty nine thousand six hundred seventy three, and um, and it, it's a pretty strong number, and it, it's continuously growing from every every year. Um, so and then to average days on the market is twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So Grimsby, the one thing about Grimsby. Um, house the 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 what do you call it the sweet spot is between the five and seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar range because um you know your townhouses are ranging from you know it's hard it, it's hard to get a decent townhouse for four hundred thousand but they're but four fifty to five fifty but it's got to be a beautiful right. you know townhouse at five fifty and can can you believe that we're talking about townhouses that selling at five hundred thousand that's wild that's, that's 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 crazy but um but again, Grimsby, great little town. Uh, numbers are always kind of—you have to really dissect mm. the small towns like Dundas and, and things like that. Yeah,
2: I mean, the, the eight hundred, three thousand from July—that could have been you know a couple of million dollar homes that right. skewed the price. And right? there
0: was—and there was three large uh, homes that sold in Grimsby that were like one was like three and a half, four million. There was wow. three of them right in a the row. They were up for sale for like two, three years, and and obviously this year. They sold. And usually large homes like that that are you know the two, three, four million dollar range, uh the closings seem to be longer. They 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 close like they don't close in sixty days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually close in you know ninety to one hundred and twenty days. So that's why we see the July numbers strong because if they bought in March, there's your hundred and ninety to one hundred and twenty right. days right there. So that's what uh, got the um, average up that high.
2: We have uh, Burlington, Glanbrook, Dundas still on the way. But uh, for those of you in Ancaster, uh, here are the goods. Oh Ancaster, yes, so you know obviously
0: these are average uh, average uh, average price range. So Ancaster, um, I guess the highest we had is uh, where we're we eight uh, forty two eight forty two thousand now we're down to seven hundred seventy eight thousand which is hmm. kind of a normal mar- market, but it's still up from last year. Um, so everything everything is up from last year. so the market's good like I mean if we erase like I said before, if we erase the first four months of this year, Hey, we wouldn't have all these right. uh issues about people wanting more money. Their neighbor got, you know, a hundred thousand dollars more. Yeah. They wish they should have sold. They didn't sell. But uh but anyway, look look at Ancaster now. Forty eight days yeah. on the market. I was say yeah, people are sweating. You know why? <laughs> because people are these Ancaster residents. They want big money, yeah. and they saw their friends, uh, you know, their neighbors getting huge money, and they're and they're sticking it out. They're not. There's they're waiting for that that thing to happen the again. Rebound.
2: So, but, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's go over to uh, Dundas.
0: Dundas um, again Dundas has gone you know it's it's moving up uh, moderately the highest that we had in Dundas was 669 thousand in April mm-hmm. but but right now the average sale price uh, for the month of August was 5 hundred seventy one thousand good number it uh, you know Dundas is always good. And, uh, and 42 days on the market. So Dundas and Ancaster are pretty close, you know, days on market are mm-hmm. the same.
2: What a difference a couple of months make. In, in May, the average uh, wait time, I guess, uh, for, for a house to sell uh, was 15 days. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. More, more than a doubling.
0: Yeah, no kidding. It's uh, it just, uh, it doesn't take, yeah, things change. Yeah. That's how it's, it's amazing how fast they change.
2: Let's move over to uh, Glanbrook, which includes uh, Mount Hope and Bimbrook.
0: Mount yes, so the average in uh, the average uh, price of a home is uh, five hundred and fifty-one thousand in uh, in Glambrook. That includes, uh, like you said, uh, Mount Hope and Bimbrook. Um, and the highest that we had was uh, six hundred and thirty-three thousand, mm-hmm. and that was the month of May. Obviously, people buying in the earlier months. Um, and, thir- and now it's thirty-one days on the market, yep. so they're just in line with everybody else uh, on uh, in the Hamilton market.
2: Our last uh, community is Burlington. Look
0: at Burlington, boy! Those numbers. What a difference! What a difference! Um, So, people, the the highest we had was a million and fifty thousand. Now their average price is eight hundred and fifty three thousand. Wow! Huge difference. Now uh, it's you know what? Congratulations to those guys that (laughs) sold (laughs) sold uh, earlier this year. So and now the average days on market is thirty two. So there's a there's a huge adjustment for people like Burlington. Um, that is a. They have to adjust and and, and just that's accept, accept 000, the market. That's a that's, massive difference. That is a massive difference. And and Burlington, you're getting um, your your Oakville people moving to Burlington yep. just because of the fact um, Oakville people can sell. They're still in a decent. Um, uh, community, like mm-hmm. you know, and it's uh, comparative, right? It Compare it co- very comparative, and uh, but but uh, so they sold their Oakville home. They're moving to Burlington. They're not that far from Oakville, mm-hmm. and uh, but now look, you know, look 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 what's happening. So wow. and I think Oakville's got their numbers have decreased e- even more because of the fact there's such high end. The high end market just gets. Slaughtered. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
2: And uh, 32 days uh, average listing uh, in Burlington. So healthy stats, still a strong market, still balanced, uh, according to the Realtors Association of uh, Hamilton-Burlington, and, and you guys uh, just uh, heard all the numbers. So uh, encouraging. Uh, for the rest of the year, now that the first half of the year is over, are we going to see the more of the same? Not not too many ripples? Or
0: We're going to see way more listings coming up. Okay. Um, I'm already feeling that the calls were coming in in the first six days, uh, or first uh, 10 days. That um, What a... Uh, first nine days of September. I'm yeah. losing my days. <laughs> <laughs> it's been that busy. So, uh, but yeah, we were getting a lot of calls. People want to get in their house on the market. Yeah. So, so that means there's going to be a lot of inventory. It's going to be good for buyers. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good fall market. Mm-hmm. I, I see that truly. Uh,
2: so what's happening in Toronto? We saw the, uh, the, uh, another decrease in terms of sales, 35% drop. Uh, they they've really been hurt by the, the foreign buyers tax. They, they,
0: they, they took a beating this year so far. Um, but, with with Toronto, like we didn't get hit with the foreign buyers tax. There's like, I mean, we we have maybe one or two here, but I I don't know too many agents that I know that deal with. I don't know, Jenny. Have we dealt with? With any foreign buyers that uh, that were affected by the foreign buyer's tax? No. The I only ha-
1: foreign buyers I get is from the GTA. So yeah. <laughs> it's foreign as foreign as it
0: gets. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I did have one deal that uh, the agent said to me that they, they had to pay an extra 15%. And they were trying to negotiate aggressively against us. And mm. I said, well, that's not that's not our fault. And I go, they have to pay it. I mean, that's they have to pay that 15% to the right. government. That happens uh, on the day of closing. But uh, but that shouldn't affect. Why should we have to decrease our price? So there, there, there was a little bit of hard negotiations there. Mm-hmm. But the one thing is, the market without the wind government announcing that uh, you know with the foreign buyers tax after Easter, um, I th- the market was starting to change anyway. So they I think they jumped in too early. It's hard to tell, but it, it has affected Toronto. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. They're 35 percent down, um, and 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 and. I don't know how much longer it's gonna keep uh, affecting it before it straightens out. Mm-hmm. But Vancouver's back up again. Mm-hmm. Now they're back on track again. So it took them Vancouver a year to get back up rolling again. So Toronto will probably do the same
2: thing. We shall see. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, mortgage hikes. The uh, Bank of Canada, again, uh, raising its uh, benchmark uh, interest rates, uh, another uh, quarter of a percent. Now it's at uh, 1% even. Uh, How's this affecting things, Sam?
3: So yeah, they, they've made uh, two increases in the last three months. Uh, totaling a half percent. So it, it's going to definitely affect those that are in variable rate mortgage t- uh, currently yeah. because it's going to change their monthly payment. Coincidentally, fixed rates also went up yesterday. So, um, you know, and, you know, the government obviously is, ma- they're, re- they're um, re- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Relentless on trying to cool off the, the housing market, mm. I think. And this is just one extra step. So right now, prime is sitting at 32 um, so those of you that are in a variable rate mortgage, be, be cognizant of the fact that your, your mortgage payments will go up. Um, it's not going to affect those that are in a fixed rate, right. uh, until of course, maturity comes at which time, you know, uh, you know, the consensus is that rates will be, will be higher once those uh, fixed rates come to mm-hmm. maturity
2: my uh, my mortgage dues in, uh, in, in the spring, and I, I just knew this was coming. As soon as they raised it the first time, I thought, oh, they're going to do it again, and lo and behold, I'm going to get dinged. Uh, Sam, I'm going to be calling you for sure. Excellent. I'll be around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give him your card right now. Exactly.
2: So. <laughs> uh, SamMigel.com. Here, here it is. It's S-A-M-M-I-G- L-I-A-C-C-I-O dot com. We'll, uh, we'll say it again a little later on in the program if you have a, a pen or pencil or a tablet uh, handy. nine zero five five seven four ninety two hundred. So are you, are you expecting to get a ton of calls now that uh, variable rates are going up? Yeah, and I already have. So
3: it's it's been a busy uh, 48 hours, that's for sure. Uh, but, I mean, I think, I think rates are still low. Mm-hmm. But we've been spoiled for so long that, uh, you know, uh, people are nervous. But I still think historically uh, rates are still very low. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm those of the clients of mine that are in variable rate products, I'm not necessarily suggesting that they lock in.
2: Hmm. So. That, that was my question. Are, are is that the, the most common question? Hey, I'm in a v- variable right now. It's gone up twice in the last, you know, uh, less than a year. Should I lock in or should I just, uh, stem the tide?
3: Yeah. So the answer is not carte blanche. It really depends on their, their situation, right. their income, when they're coming up for maturity, uh, what their discount is below prime hmm. because a lot of these products, um, you know, depending on when I put them in, uh, variable rates, they had discounts. Some of them are sitting at discounts of prime less seventy. Oh wow! So you're still, you know, you're still further ahead, in my opinion, to stay to say the course, mm-hmm. right? Again, it depends on when they're coming up for maturity and what their income levels are right. and their risk tolerance, but. Uh, I don't, I'm not necessarily locking people in.
2: Okay.
0: So I, I got a question, yeah. Sam. The
3: um, one thing is, remember uh, three, four years ago,
0: was it three, four years ago where everybody was locking in on a 10 year locked mm-hmm. term? Mm-hmm. And then, but I, I don't hear that anymore. Is that, is that done? Because people are, people that locked in for 10 years and then, and they had to sell their house, they're. Their penalty was so big that it,
3: yeah. it, it, people were in tears because they had That's to pay true. this huge penalty. I don't, uh, I don't do many longer terms. I don't do many 10 years at all. Those that I've done in the past, to, Mark, to Rob's point, most of them end up coming to me to break their mortgage because rates have been so low hmm. on shorter terms that they've re- regretted taking that 10-year term. So uh, we do do some, but not a whole lot.
2: Yeah, and I, and I guess the, pro- the you know the thought process at the time was, wow, rates are so low. Uh, if I lock in for ten years, I got this rate for ten years, right? I mean, yeah, that, that's- absolutely.
0: Right. But a lot of times in ten years, people change their lives, yeah. and then they're having to move. And how many people, hey, Jenny? How many people that we had to uh, deal with that? Um, their, their penalties were like 25000 wow. just on breaking a mortgage. That happened to
1: me. Actually, we we had locked in a, a while ago on a, on a 10-year mortgage, and uh, it was a huge penalty, and it was a big fight with the bank. However, we still had to pay. But if you move as much as I do, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> guarantee to go in for 10 years <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah.
0: Jenny's always paying. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what does the government want to do with the stress test for uninsured mortgages?
3: Okay, so this is, uh, for me, it's a, big, uh, it's a big sticky point. So uh, l- earlier this year, they came out with a stress test that affected all insured mortgages. Mm-hmm. And what that means is anybody that was buying a home with less than 20% had to show the bank that they could afford to make their payments at the benchmark rate, which today is sitting at 4.84. Mm. So this, was, uh, this definitely affected um, the first time home buyer. Uh, now what they're talking about doing and it, they're talking about it, it's not I don't think it's official yet, but later this year they want to introduce that stress test to all uninsured mortgages. So I, I really think this will have a dampening effect on uh, on um, on the housing market and uh, it'll definitely affect how much people can qualify for because uh, if everybody carte blanche will have to qualify at 4.8 far regardless of how much money they have down, it's certainly going to affect their affordability.
2: So what's the difference between an insured and an uninsured mortgage?
3: So yeah, so uh, an insured mortgage is any mortgage that uh, has less than 20% equity in it. So if you're buying a home um, with less than 20% down, it would fall into an insured uh, mortgage. Anything with more than 20% down would be a conventional mortgage. So as it stands today, if you're buying a home with 20% down or more, you qualify at whatever the contract rate is, which today is sitting somewhere around 3%. Mm. If, on the other hand, you're a first-time buyer or buying, or not necessarily a first-time buyer, but if you're buying a home with um, less than 20% down, uh, even though the contract rate is 3%, you have to qualify at 484
2: Okay, makes sense. When we come back, uh, more questions for Rob Golfe, Philip Golfe, Jennifer Dreho, and Sam Meliacho here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name is Rick Sam We're in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Philip Golfie and Jennifer Dreho, also sales reps with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. And Sam Miliaccio is our special guest. He's from Mortgage Architect. You can find him online at sammiliaccio.com or call 905-574-9200. Call the Golfie team today at 905-575-7700. Again, that's 905 Nine zero five five seven five seven seven zero zero. 575 7700 RobGolfi.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I, dot com. Phil, you wanted to ask a question regarding uh, mortgages and what people are facing?
4: Yeah, and just regards to the, uh, the stress tests on uninsured mortgages, it seems like that they're targeting more of the investor's um, somebody who's, you know, maybe owns two properties looking to buy their third. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to make it a little bit more difficult for them to do. So we saw earlier this year when the stress test came up to the insured mortgages, um, I, I believe the first hike was to f- uh, 484 and then, and then, um, so that made it very difficult for first-time home buyers to get approved, um, which meant that you know once you took the first-time home buyers out of the market, those types of homes were being scooped up by the investors, mm-hmm. right? That's a good point. And 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 which resulted in in a you know a higher rental market where more more people instead of buying their first home, they were they were you know going towards rental the rental game. Um, now, what's going to happen? This is going to affect the the average investor who's not going to be able to ho- carry three or four properties. They'll have to either incorporate themselves or, you know, develop a holding company or something of that nature to be able to to buy properties under this specific stress test. Um, and that's that's just what it seems to me. I, I think it's it's going to be, you know, I think the the government understands that there's a lot of people out there that are that are holding properties that mm-hmm. might not be able to afford them if the market changes and the rates go for a hike so uh, it should be interesting to see what happens in terms of you know the next six months and where the rates go and how this is going to affect uh, the investors in the market
2: there's certainly some unintended or maybe some intended consequences to what the government has done is that a fair statement
4: I would say
3: so and, you know and I think you know the government's trying to be prudent here but uh, I, I firmly believe that if things start to swing the other way too fast they can definitely loosen loosen their grip. Uh, just, as, just as quickly as they've tightened their grip mm-hmm. to, to slow things down, if things get out of control, I think they could definitely um, turn it the other way. One article that I read sug- saying that uh, 45% of all mortgage originations are insured mortgages, uh, and they expect that to drop to 25% within the next three years. Mm-hmm. And that's due to, in large part, to these, um, these, these rule changes and these stress tests. So definitely they, they know what they're doing, and I think it's working. So we'll, we'll 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 have to see what happens. Mm.
2: One of the factors that uh, was key in uh, this hot housing market, aside from you know a lot of the GTA buyers coming in here, was low mortgage rates. Now that they're slowly creeping upwards, are we expecting to have an impact on housing sales because those mortgage rates are, are going up?
4: I wouldn't say there's going to be an impact on housing sales. I'd say th- the only impact that's going to happen is people are going to sit and wait a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. a little bit longer, which which will have an impact. But in terms of the direct market, it's it's all about mortgage affordability. It's when somebody sits down with their mortgage broker and, you know, they can only afford a four hundred thousand dollar house, but last year they could have afforded, you know, a four hundred and fifty or a five hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. That push that pushes them from the detached market down to the townhouse market. Right. right. And that's, you know, we've talked about this earlier where, you know, a lot of the detached homes are sitting on the market right when you're you're especially in Hamilton when you're 650 plus those are going to tend to sit on the market a little longer than your your more affordable you know uh semi-detached in townhouses mm-hmm. and that's that's where that will affect right so it's going to bring our average sale down but it you know it won't necessarily change our market that much it's just because people are people It's just comes down to affordability right
2: in terms of the um uh, the next 4 to 6 months uh with mortgage rates are we expecting the bank of canada to continue to go back to the well or is there going to be a, a a stationary period here
3: well you know one of the articles i read said that the half a percent they increased it this last these last 3 months was due to the drop from 2015 when oil prices took a um a slide mm-hmm. so you know this half a percent increase was due to that They're they're talking about further increases, but not this year. So we're talking 2018 of maybe another half a percent. Right. But uh, you know, I I, I, you know, I don't know. I guess it really depends on the economy. They're 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 claiming the economy is doing well. So um, as long as the economy is doing well, I think they've been warning us for a long time that rates will start to go up. Mm -hmm. So um, I would expect that they are. If anybody's out there that has. you know that has the ability to to refinance if they're thinking about refinancing. I would do it sooner than later because it, it, it may become a little bit harder even to refinance down the road. So and with with prime going up, it's going to affect credit card debt and car loans and things of that nature. Yeah. So as that becomes as it becomes more difficult to refinance, I think you know today perhaps is a, is a better time to do that.
2: If you're going to refinance, would you suggest people lock in?
3: Oh, that's a great. So I, I, I probably. I mean, so again, I know I said earlier that I'm not locking people in that are already in variable rates, but yeah. but if you're originating a new mortgage today, I probably. And again, it depends on the situation. It yeah. Depends on the client's r- risk tolerance and income and that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that fr- and that. Um, but I would definitely. I think I would be leaning more towards fixed. Versus variable today on 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 a new origination for sure.
2: Right, uh, because I would guess that most refinancing they're doing it because that consumer debt level is a little high and they they want to have those you know those same payments every month, right?
3: Right, and we're at a I mean Canada right now is at the highest debt level it's ever been at. Yeah. So I, again, these are all concerns for for the government. So uh, you can still refinance a principal residence up to eighty percent of the home's value. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so if people are sitting at sitting on thirty or thirty or forty thousand dollars worth of consumer debt at eighteen percent, it definitely makes sense to consider uh, refinancing to to clean up that debt because you can still do it today up to eighty percent of the home's value.
4: And as we just read, the you know the average home value, you know the the average sale price. A lot of people were doing that in March. Is they were you know they were seeing their neighbor sell for eight fifty, mm-hmm. and they have two hundred and fifty three hundred thousand dollars in equity, and they're pulling it out. Even those homes that have pulled out that equity, they might have pulled out more than what their house is actually worth, right? right? Um, in terms of, you know, the appraiser would come in and, and, and kind of look at the neighborhood sales and say, well, you know, the, the one right next door just sold for 850 you know? Obviously, your house is worth somewhere around that. Mm-hmm. So, the people that put that money back into the house are doing pretty well, but the people that took off and… Went on a vacation. vacation. <laughs> they might have to sit tight for a little longer yeah. and and wait until the, the values come back up and and to sell their house, or mm-hmm. else they're going to take a loss on the mortgage. Yeah,
3: yeah. I was going to say one thing, one other thing too about the the high indebtedness that Canadians are in. A, a lot of that accounts for uh, home equity line of credit. So I think, you know, sure people are are in debt but they're taking advantage of like low rates. So, um, so I look at that as not so concerning because if somebody's sitting at a home on a home equity line of credit that they took out in order to do a home renovation or perhaps pay off some consumer debt, uh, it's, it's not necessarily a bad debt either. So
2: when we come back uh, one more segment, Uh, I got a question for Sam regarding uh, the stress test and the future of it. Uh, when we come back, this is the Hamilton real estate show on AM 900 CHML. No. Last go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfi, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. Uh, Philip Golfi and Jennifer Dreho, both sales reps with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team, also in studio with us. As is our special guest, Sam Miliacho, with Mortgage Architect. Call him today at 905 574 9200. If you have a question for Rob and the Golfi team, email questions at robgolfi.com. Again, that's questions at RobGolfy.com. You can find them all over social media, at RobGolfy on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the RobGolfy Facebook page. Call them today at 905-575-7700. Again, that's 905-575-7700. RobGolfy.com is the website. Rob, A uh, quick question, Sam, regarding the future of the stress test. If... If rates continue to rise, can the government say, "All right, they've risen now. We don't want to continue to penalize, especially first-time home buyers, but others who are entering the market."
3: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think uh, you know, and I, I alluded to this a bit earlier. I think you know they're they're doing they're they're doing what they can to soften things. But if if things soften too rapidly, uh, then they could some of these things that they're uh, putting into effect today, they can de- definitely reverse them. They could they could. Uh, they can certainly change the benchmark rate. They can certainly change the qualifying rate. There's there's lots of things they can do. Obviously, they're not happy uh, yet with, with what it's done in the housing market. They still want to implement more changes. Mm. But certainly, if things uh, you know fall drastically, I think they could certainly loosen their grip.
2: Right. I mean, if rates go up to three and a half, four percent 4%, there might not even be a need for a stress test. Exactly. Because we're
3: going to be stressed. That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll be stressed. That's right. So, and you know, so I'm, I'm not necessarily worried. I, I think, you know, I have faith in, in our government and I think uh, I think it knows what they they know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not necessarily worried.
4: Yeah, we saw in Vancouver that they're already reviewing their foreign buyers tax. Yes. It's it's and that's that's what not even a uh, couple of years it, old, not even in a fiscal year that yeah. they're they've already come back to the drawing board and, and they're reviewing it. So, um, you know, sometimes they get their hands on too many things and, and they just kind of let it have to let it th- mm. flow. Flow naturally, but I think it's all all comes back to the buying power of the consumer. Yeah. Um. It's it, that it, they want to take the buying power away from them just to slow down the market. I think it's a. It, it, I don't know if that's the right way to do it. Um. You know, what about more inventory, right? Um. You know, more development. Mm-hmm. Um. For the for the for the first time home buyer, but recently we saw with the stress test they took the buy the buying power away from the first time home buyer, which wasn't good. Now you're seeing it. You know, they're trying to take it away from the uh, the investor. So. Yeah,
3: I, I, so I've been in the business for 18 years, and when I first entered the business, um, refinance rules um, limited people to refinance to 75% loan-to-value, which meant if a home was worth, I'll keep it simple, was worth $100,000, you could take out a 70, $75,000 mortgage. Mm-hmm. Well, as recent as six, seven years ago, uh, or even eight years ago, when, when they were trying to boost the economy, you, you could refinance to 95%. So it went from being able to only refinance to seventy-five percent to changing up to ninety-five percent when they were trying to fuel uh, the housing market. Now all of a sudden it's it's reversed back down to to eighty percent. So it's kind of going full circle. So um, to Philip's point, you know, um, you know, it, it, it's it's definitely. Um, affecting us but I think if it, if, if it affects us negatively the, the government can definitely make changes to, to, to correct that. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, another impact of uh, what was a really red hot uh, housing market here in the city was uh, the fact that a lot of tenants were feeling the brunt of, of what home buyers wanted to do and that was sell their homes and that would uh, kick people out.
0: Yes, um, that, and then, so the government again, they're getting in there because a lot of the, uh, because of this uh, hot market, a lot of landlords were cashing in and uh, so they had the uh, evict uh, tenants. So there was a lot of tenants out there looking for places and they were actually paying, the tenants that were long-term tenants with these landlords, they, their rents were actually really good because mm-hmm. you know they were paying their rent on time, landlords usually don't raise the rents uh, with, with tenants if they're good uh, paying tenants. But what happened was housing prices went up, they are cashing in, so a lot of tenants ended up on the street. So they tried to slow that down by uh, by adding that they had to pay the tenant one month's rent hmm. to uh, uh, if they gave them an eviction notice. So they're, they're they're always they're always getting into it. The government's always getting in there, everything. But then that'll uh, uh, surge something else that'll happen. Everything they there's always a reaction there's to a uh, to, to an action. Yeah, and
1: and with the prices going up so high, these people aren't catching up with their rents either. So I mean, they're the low paying rental can't afford to even go up even a hundred dollars more. Right. So it's really causing uh, an issue, especially in Hamilton here, when there's a lot of lower income. Yeah, uh,
2: people. yeah. It's not like those people are going and saying, "Okay, now I'm going to go buy a home." Right. right they, they they're can. In the rental market,
1: yeah, they can't. They just can't, and and so it's making it very difficult uh, for them to to go anywhere.
4: Mm -hmm. Even even before that rule came in, where that one month you got to pay the the uh, tenant one month, a lot of people were already doing that you know, we would get a lot of calls saying, you know, how, how can I get rid of my tenant? Oh. And my, and my answer would be, pay him.
1: Well, pay you him know, to get know, I yeah. got to so I, I tell you, I'm in the same <laughs> boat. Funny story. Actually, I've got uh, the same issue, you know, and sometimes, you know, I offered to pay my tenant because, they do pay low rent, um, but they're like, "Well, where am I gonna go? Where yeah. am I gonna go? You gotta and find them a place. This isn't gonna cover the rest of my life of rent. Right. You know, <laughs> this isn't gonna cover my moving costs. This isn't gonna cover my transportation getting to work every day. The difference. So I get it. You mm-hmm. know, just paying them a couple thousand dollars extra, whatever, just doesn't cut it at the mm-hmm. end of the day.
2: Mm-hmm. And there's such an emotional tie, especially if that tenant's been there for a while, and you know they they have they might have a family or or who knows you know what yeah, the case it's is. Very
1: emotional. Yeah. It's very heated. Let me tell you.
2: I can imagine. Uh, guys, thanks for coming in. A fantastic show. Enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll catch you next weekend.
0: You got it.
1: All
2: thanks, right. Rick. Take care, Bye. Rick. You've thanks, been listening Rick. to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 a.m. right here on AM 900 CHML.